Well, good evening. Uh, some of you might know me already, but just to introduce myself, my name is Michael Long. Uh, I currently live in Union City with my wife, Christina. However, um, to give you a little background, that's not where I came from originally. So originally, I was born in Los Angeles. I lived my first 18 years there. And to give you more background about where I came from spiritually. So I did not come from a Christian household. Now, my parents, they actually were believers, but they'll confess to my time growing up, they were not walking with the Lord. So for most of my life, I grew up um, not hearing about God. I never went to church. And I generally wanted to have nothing to do with Christians. I generally had a very low opinion of them. I thought that a lot of them were probably hypocrites. And um, as for myself, I mean, I thought, well, you know, I knew I wasn't a perfect person, but I thought I was generally a good moral person. I knew I had a few issues like anger. I sometimes had a foul mouth, but I thought I was a generally good person. And I had the idea, well, maybe there is a God out there, but I thought he's probably not very interested in what we're doing, and I didn't think I had to care much about him. And this went on um, as I went to college. I uh, moved up to Berkeley in 1997 to go to college there at UC Berkeley. And um, I was studying hard. Occasionally got drunk, occasionally partied. But I still thought I was a good person in general. And then things started to change, though. The Lord really began moving in my life in the year 2000. I moved into a fraternity house on the north side of Berkeley. And that's where I met a certain fellow named Noah Shapiro. Now, um, Noah caught my attention pretty quickly because um, there were a lot of things that apparently had happened in his life. And when I met him, he was a pretty nice guy, but I heard things were not always that way. I heard just a few years back, he was something of a party animal and had lived a very different life and was Jewish in background, but now he was a born-again Christian. And also just myself, I was, um, you know, to give you an idea, I was... Uh, a diehard evolutionist at the time, I'll say. My ambition was to become a biologist and dig up dinosaur bones. And Noad was obviously, he was a scientist himself. He was pursuing his PhD, but he was someone who believed that Genesis was literal. And I, I found that very hard to accept. But uh, more than that, though, was the fact that I saw in him a character that I could not really explain. Noad was a very patient, kind person all the time in an environment where it was not easy to be kind and patient. And so that really caught my attention. And so I actually decided to talk to him one day because I really wanted to find out what made him this way, what made him tick. And I started going to his Bible study he had in the house at the time. And I even started going to church with him. At the time, he was going, he was going to, go to Calvary Bible Chapel in Hayworth at the time. And I have to say, going to his church was a very strange experience for me. <laughs> very strange. And what I mean by that was um, it was... A good strange. Everyone was so nice. And I was a little suspicious at first. Thought, wait, wait, this is impossible. <laughs> this must be some uh, uh, scheme to uh, brainwash or convert me. Yeah. And this went on for about a year. For a year, I went to Noah's church. I went to the Bible study. And I started reading the Bible on my own. But then I let some things in life come up. It happened that... Well, I needed to do better in school. And there was a girl I was interested in at the time. And, well, there's not so much time for God now. 
But towards the end of that year, it was the year 2000, um, things were actually not going that well in my life. Things with the girl I was interested in were actually not going well. Things in my school life were not also going well. And so by the end of the semester, I um, decided I'm just going to get drunk and have a good time. And so I still remember the day. It was December 17th of the year 2000. I went out with my um, roommate at the time and a couple girls. We went to a bar and we got drunk. And when I came back to the house, um, yeah, I was uh, acting like a drunk person. And there was another uh, Christian in, at the, in the house at the time. His name was Austin. And he said, dude, drunkenness is a sin. And I was not happy with him. I was going to tell him to be quiet. And then I can't explain what Noah was doing up this time. It was 1 a.m. in the morning, but he didn't even look at me, no eye contact. But as he walked out the bathroom stall door behind me, I was just washing my face. I saw his expression in the mirror, and there was a mixture of disappointment, of anger, of sorrow. And it was that moment that I knew I was a sinner. It's like at that very moment, everything I'd been hearing for the past year came back to me. Like in Revelation 20, the great white throne of judgment. I knew at that point that my name was not written in the book of life. I knew that I fully deserved to go to hell. And I knew that I was a totally evil person. There was nothing good in me. And some things that Noah had said in the past came back to me. Like he had told me in the past that I was a sinner who had to repent of my sin. And I really had not liked hearing that. So the next day was a very hard day for me to wake up. I walked through the rest of my day realizing I was a dead man walking. I knew I was going to hell. There was nothing I'd do about it. And before I went off to, um, to winter vacation to go back to L.A. to see my parents, I had one conversation with Noed, and he told me the same thing. He told me that I was a sinner, and I had to repent of my sin. And I can't tell you how angry I got at that moment. I got so angry, I, was, um, I wanted to punch Noah in the face as hard as I could. But the, the thing that stopped me, though, was I realized, wait a second, I'm going to punch a man for telling me the truth. And how stupid is that? So I can't really describe the next. The next month is the first time in my life I really started to read the Bible desperately because I realized... Yeah, I'm going to hell, but maybe there's something in this book that can help me. But about a month into reading the Bible every day, I realized there's absolutely nothing I can do. Nothing. And there was another person at the time that made a big impression on me during that year, and it was a brother named Tom Rodriguez. And so I felt comfortable calling him up. I decided to give him a call. And um, he was very frank with me. He asked me, oh, Michael, do you think, if you die tonight, do you think you're going to heaven? I said, probably not. And Tom said, well, let's just take the probably out of there and just say no. <laughs> I said, okay, okay. And Tom shared the gospel with me again and prayed for me over the phone. At the end of the conversation, he said, you know, Michael, I think the Lord is speaking to you right now. And after, right after that, I locked myself in my room, and I prayed for the Lord to save me. It was the first time I realized, okay, there's nothing I'm going to do to save myself. Maybe God can do something. And so I just got on my knees and prayed for the Lord to save me. And then shortly after that, I got up from my knees, and um, 
I was back in school at the time, so I went back um, down the hall to see Noed, and things were a little awkward between us, as you can imagine. A little tense conversation before winter break when he told me I was a sinner. But um, he apologized, and I said, well, are you apologizing for, apologizing for what you said or how you said it? And he said he was apologizing for if he'd been too harsh in how he said things. And so I told Noad, well, I do not accept your apology. <laughs> I said, do you want to know why? And he said, sure. I said, well, that's because you have absolutely nothing to apologize about. Because I told Noad you were telling me the truth, and that's exactly what I need to hear. But then I asked him at that point, well, what now? I mean, I still deserve to go to hell. I mean, what's, what now? Then he showed me some verses at this point. Because when he learned that I had cried out to the Lord already, well, he showed me Romans chapter 10. I'll just read those few verses from there. Romans chapter 10, verses 8 through 13. But what does it say? The word is near you, even in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with a heart one believes to righteousness, and with a mouth confession is made to salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. For there's no distinction between Jew and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. And this was a clincher for me. For whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that, that word shall be saved. I realized at that moment, not only could the Lord save me, but he made a promise that he would save me. And it was that uh, day, it was January 17th of the year 2001. That was the day I was saved. Thank the Lord.